0: Here goes the show. <laughs> Here I go. Here, this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> the world's on fire and nothing matters. It's Dude
1: <laughs> want to see. Did that work? Should we do that the again? made?
2: No. I lo- you know, it didn't work,
1: but I loved it. I okay. love it.
2: I love you, John. <laughs> you did great. Thank you so much. Best thing I've ever seen. You do for. For sure. What a blessed day! What a blessed day this is, John. Truly amazing.
0: blessed, blessed day upon ye both. How's how's y'all doing? <laughs> we got Adam and Alana here, and John, of course. That's the person talking right now. Hey, what's up? <laughs> how's it going? How's your day going? I hear it's busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, busy. Right? Got
1: a real busy yeah. day. Just as I was saying, tried to order food. They. Put it at the wrong address. They send the photos to show my food's delivered, and it's somebody else's door somewhere. Um, and mm. so now I can't eat.
2: I got so that's cool. Happy. I got tested for COVID in our parking lot. That was fun. How deep did um, you shove
0: that thing yeah. down your throat?
2: Real deep, which proves I don't have the gag reflex I thought I would have. I was um, I was
0: almost I yacking a lot of money the entire with time. It was terrible. My eyes yeah. so did you guys, I filmed the whole thing too. <laughs> oh nice.
1: Did you go at the same time? Staggered.
0: Yeah, but we all yeah, sat ju- in our cars.
2: Yeah. John oh, interesting. I saw John pull up after me, but they basically they hand you the swab and they go, uh get Show it in there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I set a timer and it's just like you do it around the mouth and then you just oh oh and boy oh boy. Yeah. yeah that was, so
1: this that was is rough. so that uh you could tentatively shoot stuff back in studio, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we have a we're, project coming up. So We're basically
0: now that we've been tested, we're not leaving the house until the shoot. Not ordering any food, sure. not having any contact with the outside world.
2: Not even using the bathroom. Yeah. That's somebody, fair. Yeah, a lot of things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um That's fair. certain movies you can't watch. It's weird. Yep. Rules are weird. But I haven't
0: touched anything in my apartment that I was using before getting tested. So, it's been you really hard to do. Don't seem work. to have gloves on right now, John. Well, no, I have a stick that I use to type. <laughs>
2: got it. Just that one letter at a time. That's
1: yeah, got to be careful. Yeah. Got to be careful. Oh, you're like Homer
2: um, when he was work from home.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The, little, yeah the little water bird.
1: Um, You've had a couple of tests, right, John? I've not had any because I absolutely don't go anywhere.
0: I wanted to go visit my family, yeah, like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And my brother was leaving the country and had to test negative. To get into the country that he was moving to, so it was like I don't want to risk it, so I went and I got one of those same day tests, and I paid way too much money, but it was worth it to see my nephews and stuff before they left.
1: Yeah, oh. for sure. But yeah. I wouldn't do it I'm again. It. <laughs> if I go home, I have to spend. <laughs> true. I have to spend two weeks in quarantine uh, in Australia to the extent that they like put you in a hotel and you don't get to leave, mm-hmm. and there are gods. It's not like a. Quarantine for two weeks. It's it's you are stuck in a hotel. They serve you meals. You don't leave a room for two full weeks. Do so they, my like, issue is like,
0: do they open a hatch and of. like shove the food mm. under the door and then close? I it? guess
1: there was an wow. outbreak in Melbourne because the gods were having sex with the people who were quarantining in the hotel. Classic guard
0: behavior. Let me tell you, man.
2: Yeah, just the most Australian
1: thing I've ever st- heard.
2: Is it? I mean, that's. Okay, yeah. I mean, at some point, they shave your head, right? And then it's revealed that it was Vigo, or uh, what's his name? It was V the whole time? Yes.
1: Isn't that's that what the thing? That's <laughs> right. They
0: had to keep changing out Charles Manson's guards because eventually they just start sucking his dick because he was so persuasive.
2: Mm. <laughs> I don't know if any of that is true, no, but I'm willing true. to believe it. Okay, That's yeah. definitely
1: true. Um, okay.
0: yeah. If you can't tell everyone who's watching and listening, we're not doing any news today. <laughs>
1: we're just hanging oh, out.
0: Uh, Doing some more anecdotal stuff, because guess what? Uh, The only news is a bunch of CSGO coaches uh, cheating. That was the only thing I found, and who gives a
1: fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty chill. Someone does. Yeah, someone
2: does.
1: It was 37 (laughs) coaches. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. if they're all cheating, does it even matter that they're cheating? It was, yeah,
0: it's yeah. kind of like the if everyone in the Tour de France is steroided it's out. Steroids. Just let them do except, steroids.
2: Yeah, Who cares? We still have that hypocrisy. How yeah. do you question? I mean, we don't have to talk about the news story, but I am curious. How do you cheat in an eSport like Counter-Strike?
0: It was a glitch that allowed the coaches to basically see an unfiltered uh, game in spectator mode so they could see where They'll everyone to- was. And they'd gotcha. basically be re- relaying that information to their team. And it's hmm. been happening for
2: years. So Wow. Yeah.
1: Seems like so a pretty just... big oversight.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Little, yeah. Maybe we just keep doing it then. I mean, it's clearly been working, right? It's still competitive. It
1: doesn't make you sure knowing what people are is going to help you in Counter-Strike. But in theory, if, if you're a bad player, that's not going to help me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> still going to have Very bad true. aim. That's why I can't go help. pro. It's these people getting in my way. All these dirty coaches. Right. It, right. it hurts us. Us uh, our straight shooters. You know, mm-hmm. the Mark McGuire's and Sammy Sosa's are ruining it for the rest of us.
1: Exactly. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've you, ever Adam. gotten a kill with the op. I'm fairly certain I've never gotten a kill with the op. Um, It's AWP. You might call it. it. <laughs> it's a
1: sniper. No kill with the WAP.
0: Yes. Mm. What?
1: Oh right, that's now a pop, uh, pop
0: culture yeah. term for booty.
1: Uh, I if I like in one day I would like to learn how to do music production. Maybe I'll speak to John Holland about him, bless him. Uh, but I would really like to take the Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics of that song and then put it in an EDM. Oh, song oh, yeah.
2: just yes. have him
1: be like wet ass p word and then put a sick <laughs> drop after it you know i think that yeah. would pitch be very got to
2: pitch him down a little bit though <laughs> yeah get, get the get the uh, dulcet tones yes Do you have an ipad alana
1: i own an ipad yes
2: uh check out the program launchpad uh, a friend of mine showed me that it is basically like
1: a, a launchpad baby
2: yeah, launch, I think it's free, uh, but it's like baby's oh, cool. first like music production, and I might they they sell like a John John, you
1: know what Launchpad is, right? Well, I use sure I Fels mean, I've studio. used an actual yeah. Launchpad before. Oh wow, this does look really legit. No, it not for just r- like, an like actual a rocket, launchpad. not flying a rocket. No, Launchpad's still like it's a it's also a physical thing. Yeah, That like it's the thing a M- right.
2: uses, yes. or whatever. But but they make an iPad version that you can That's just like cool. mess with, and um, I've just been messing with it, and like. You can essentially create a song hard style. without trying. You can do hard style. Yeah. And then yeah, I think, used
1: to love hard style.
2: I still love hard style. How <laughs> dare anyone who doesn't like it.
1: Gets, you like the alpha twins. Those are my favorite. Uh, alpha twins. I like,
2: I like hard st- or what's uh, the wild styles I think was one of them. Yeah, and, that sounds uh, right. Brendan Hart might be one of them. Brendan Hart sounds familiar. Maybe that's the, uh, that, that's like the, the hard style anthem. I thought the, uh, One
0: time I asked uh, Adam for hardstyle recommendations because he he mentioned that he went to a show for hardstyle. And I said, I've never heard of that genre. And so I said, hey, can you give me some recommendations? And he said, Google it. So. (laughs) Uh, Did I? I, Yeah, you're like, just look it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I I think probably because it all sounds the same. Like, not in a bad way. Like, it it is. It's that same drum.
1: When I started listening to hardstyle, which I think would have been maybe like. 2004, 2005, maybe? I found all of it through. I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe it was a record label or it might, he might even be a DJ. Someone called Climax. It was Q L I M A X. And so <laughs> oh, most that's... of the songs that I would listen to would have like someone yelling Climax in the same way mm. that someone yells DJ Khaled. Presumably yeah, right. DJ Khaled yells DJ Khaled. Yeah. But the idea was that they were all just like from. This dude Climax, who I guess made a series of uh, hard style albums that I, I downloaded off my lime wires <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, really jammed out.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the viruses, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: you never man. knew what you were going to get. Sometimes oh. it said it was porn, but it was still just a home movie of something yeah. not even pornographic.
0: Do you yeah, remember uh, when vi- downloading video was still a thing? So there'd be like uh, X rated audio files. <laughs>
1: So I remember finding those on LimeWire and being like, what the hell? <laughs> hmm. James yeah. was just talking today about how he downloaded the first few Let's Plays that he ever watched. Oh, yeah. Well, Rather I used than, to like, download
0: Red vs. Blue off of the website. Same.
2: Yeah. I and watched
1: then, Red vs. Blue on Google Video before YouTube was a thing.
2: The first speedrun I ever watched was... I want to say Half-Life One Speedrun, and I had to download the QuickTime files and watch them in sixteen parts, I think, because they were too no big. Way. How do you find bit? them? I Lycos, uh, Yahoo. Uh you know, mm-hmm. you're just like, people would just upload them to their website. I think there was the speed demo archive, right, John? Yeah.
0: Uh, I forget yeah. exactly what it's called, but it's like it was what existed before speedrun.com. And so all of like the OG speedrunners are like. This is the archive. This is the website we need to use. But speedrun.com now exists and it has an okay interface. So it is obviously going to win. Um, yeah. What, what is it? Yeah. I forget. It's something speed archives.
2: I oh, speed, speed demo Singular? archive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I sure. thought. All of that checks out. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, you would just, back in the day, yeah, you would just Google or something. You'd be like, Family Guy free episodes, and there'd be some guy who made like familyguyonline.com and he would just upload all the videos for free. And that, and you'd need QuickTime Player and you just watch movies like that. And they just, yeah,
0: my friend bought Pete and Pete seasons one through three on like 20 DVDs off of eBay back before it was released, before Nintendo did like an official release.
1: I know when, um, speaking of a French, definitely not myself, when my friend uh, uh, used to, you know, download stuff off of Pirate Bay, good friend of mine, uh, and then would seed the things that they had downloaded just to feel like they were helping the community. Mm-hmm. They, not me, would never, would always be like, hey, at least I'm doing something good. Oh, wow, look at all these leeches we got. We're just helping people get the same content. It's going to be fast for them. It's great. <laughs> Is Pirate Bay still up? No, it got taken. It down, is actually down you down
0: four hundred times. I think it's yeah, but they always gone.
1: get it back up, don't they?
2: Remember when they were trying to buy an island or there it was like SeaLand or whatever they were trying yeah. to buy that like oil rig so Pirate Bay could be its own like like nation. a real place. Cool.
1: Yeah. Well, there was that oh, documentary yeah, about Pirate
0: Bay. Where like oh, really? one of the founders moved to Thailand or something and married uh the opposite of a mail order bride, he basically just like met this woman online and went and married her and lived with her family. Um, that he didn't really know her, but it was, it was kind of funny because it just like, they were all living in Norway or whatever. And then it cut to him, like just sitting there on the floor being like, yep, this is where I live now.
1: (laughs) The opposite of a mail order bride would work though, because I've been to Thailand. Everything is so cheap. Like Mm -hmm. a bottle of water is like a cent. So, if you wanted to find someone to marry you there, just so that you could be rich, in theory, that would work. Well, my original plan was to live in Thailand.
0: I was actually preparing for this and saving for this, and then I got the job at Funhouse, and I forgot about (laughs) it. But I was saving up to move to basically just roam around Southeast Asia because the cost of everything and the cost of like uh, staying in hostels and hotels and stuff was so low compared to the U.S. dollar that, like, with, uh, I think, like, I was planning to save up, like, $15,000. I would have I would have been able to live there for, like, years? three years or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, well, at nuts. least
0: according to my math. It probably wouldn't have been that long, but it would have been a long mm. while that I just didn't have to do anything.
2: I, I feel like your opium addiction rushing. or the heroin would get to you. And the, then, yeah, that that's money. what would have
0: happened. I would have mm. succumbed yeah. to some sort of addiction. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, KK,
2: <laughs> yeah that's kike
1: <laughs> very expensive over there yeah
2: bring me the pipe <laughs> 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 take me to my happy place i mean i don't know why he became sean connery but
1: always with you adam it's always becomes sean connery at some point that's how i it was works. referencing
2: venture brothers but <laughs> still <laughs> how did you guys I, feel
1: about henry cavill saying he wants to be bond
2: sure whatever he wants he can't wants. be why
1: why
0: I don't know. Oh. No. <laughs> I feel he like it's possibly an obvious be. choice. What?
1: It's it? too obvious. Is it too obvious?
2: <sighs> I feel like maybe... He th- would be the a...
1: biggest name, maybe? Sorry, yeah. Adam, go
2: ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think there might be a problem because he is Superman. He's Geralt. He's yeah. the man from Uncle. He, he's a lot of... He's Sherlock well, Holmes now,
1: I think. The yeah.
2: Alms? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah, he's Rogue Arms Nation.
1: guy. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just feel like Quite everyone who's rubbish. been James Bond, maybe outside of P.S. Brosnan, but even then I might have my timeline incorrect, was not like super well-known A-lister prior to being yeah. Bond. It was Bond that took them up.
0: Daniel mm-hmm. Craig was basically a character actor, apart from Layer Cake. You know, he was the creepy brother or whatever in Road to Perdition. Is that Perdition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, just watch him like in like Logan Lucky. Ball. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh,
2: he's... <laughs> He's so a silly good. actor. And then, yeah, uh, what's it? Knives Out. That's I think that's him having fun. James yeah. Bond pays the bills.
1: That's, yeah, I think he hates of... James Bond because he's called him like a misogynist and stuff. <laughs> he seems to like dislike James Bond. And then I know they're making a Knives Out sequel, but Ryan Johnson keeps being like, we need to stop calling this a Knives Out sequel because it's not a sequel. It's just that exact character he was playing as the detective, mm-hmm. but like in a new thing. It's just like gotcha. Daniel Craig's just having a great time out here.
2: Fine by me, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't, yeah,
2: it, right? him, I, I, that's fine. I, for a while, Aegis Elba was the uh, front runner, or that was the rumor mm-hmm. that he was going to play James Bond. Which he's too I old. He's, I guess he's too old now, but I don't know. Yeah. He certainly yeah. got the
1: suave for it, but yeah, he's almost 50, I think. Which is
2: fine. 50 is the new 30. That's okay.
1: That is true for man, yes. Yeah. But it's also that uh, like, people play Bond for a pretty long time. How long has it been Daniel Craig? I feel like it's been almost a decade, but maybe more almost. than a decade. So it's
0: 2009, yeah.
2: right? That's been Yeah. Casino uh, huh. Royale. Royale. Yeah. So. so
1: it's a while. And to have a 60-year-old, eh, ah, no, you could totally have a 60-year-old Bond. It would be fine. It could totally work, especially if it's Louis a Anderson. That's,
0: That's a good one. That's who my vote is. Louis Anderson. Did you
2: get to the Did you get to the third season of Search Party?
0: Uh yes.
2: And Wait, he plays a it? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, He's a def- he's a defense attorney. I, just, uh, I forgot
1: about that. Oh he's man, he's great. Yeah, I've seen that people suggest so Tom Hardy. That someone in chat just said mm. Tom Hardy, and I feel like Tom Hardy's a really good actor. Is the thing is I I believe he could do it because he's a very good actor. But it also like I feel like he's maybe a little too rough looking. Mm. Oh, they could sweeten him up. did you see the one where he plays twins? I mean Bronson certainly is a thing he did. He's changed a bit. Yeah. And he he's... was uh
0: he had that black goo.
1: Mm. Venom?
2: Talking about he did. The, the box office receipts of Venom, also known as that black goo.
1: Yes. I mean, didn't it okay. do really well with the box office? Did
2: really well. Oh yeah, because yeah, everyone thought it
0: was a Marvel movie. <sighs>
2: you can't you can't be Eddie Brock <laughs> and James Bond. That was the rule. They said, All right, Pierce. One of oh. the Written other. in Stone. Two for yeah. Grace!
1: He'd be the best
0: Bond. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, played the Venom. he played Venom.
1: Yeah, that uh-huh. could work. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, one old, topic. Old, to yeah.
0: Oh, wait. What time is it? Okay. Uh, one topic I wanted to maybe have us address was kind of just, you know, talk about us growing up playing video games. Some anecdotes from our childhood and kind of yeah. our relation to video games. And that's coming up right after this message. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. It's important. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. That rhymes so you know it's real. (laughs) Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply. Trust me. Trust me on this one. I have neither, and I got a good rate from Upstart. They let you skip going to the bank because it's completely online, offering loans from either $1,000 all the way up to $50,000, You can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate, and you know when you apply for a credit card, they do that hard pull. It affects your credit score. Well, guess what? Upstart doesn't do that. It's a soft pull. They only do a hard pull if they actually accept your rate and proceed with your application. So don't worry about that. Oh, the best part was you're saying all these good things. How could there be something even better? That's right. If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. That's right. You get it, you apply on a Tuesday, you're going to get it on a Wednesday. Usually. Not guaranteed. (laughs) Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit card debt or meet their financial goals, including myself. That's right. This is a personal endorsement. I'm not just reading some copy here. This is real. I have used Upstart and they saved my butt. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com do to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. It was capitalized, so that's... Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Okay, that's upstart.com slash dude. D U D E a dude. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Just so you know, thank you, Upstart. So, like I was saying before that wonderful ad read from a beautiful boy, um, mm. we all, I think we all kind of have a special relationship with video games in that we grew up playing them, like many people, but also we work in this industry now. Um, does anyone want for to start? Now. I can start.
1: Go for it, fam. I'll give oh, you yeah, a little
0: example of what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, I was not allowed to have video games in my house. Uh, so my grandma had a Super Nintendo at her place that she she it was basically bribing us to come over. Um, and then. When I was in like I think fifth or sixth grade, my uncle just broke all the rules and bought me a Game Boy Pocket. And my dad was furious. Oh, yeah, dude. But he let me keep it because I was so happy. Um, Why were but, your parents
1: uh, against you having video games in the house? What was the I don't, I I don't know.
0: There were uh, conservative Christians. I'm not okay. sure their logic there. Like, my brother and sister went, both went through their black sheep phases in middle school. So I got sent to heartland christian homeschool center which was run by like idiot moms and i learned nothing homeschool
1: center doesn't that make yeah, it, it not
0: was, a homeschool we did what were called pacebooks, where we're, were these very it was just religious propaganda um that you basically read a page of text and then there were a bunch of fill in the blanks of those same sentences where you just filled that in and it was like moses <laughs> split the sea or whatever um and having gone to a normal elementary school, when I got there in sixth grade, um, not this isn't even like a like a uh, like an arrogant thing. I was so much smarter than all the other kids there because they'd just been basically teaching themselves since kindergarten, and they wow. were all there were like two kids that were self starters, and so they were smart. They were actually learning from the books. Everyone else, complete idiots. Anyway, how um, growing up. For me, I weirdly didn't really have any friends that played video games. I did here and there, but I was mostly just a solo gamer boy. And genuinely, Mm. until I started at Funhouse, I didn't have, like, a regular crew that I played video games with on the Mm. reg. Um, So... Yeah, my relationship with video games has kind of been off and on, because I'll, like...
1: How do your uh, parents feel about, if they were against you having games in the house as a kid, how do they feel about the way that your career has gone? They should regret it. Why was it so threatening? Yeah. Are you going to murder I, me?
0: That's what <laughs> it felt understand. like, yeah. Like, you'll see. <laughs>
1: then he takes a sip. Of, what's happening? They were so
0: wrong about... So- yeah, but, like, are they supportive
1: of you now, is my question. Uh... I think they
0: are supportive of my creative career. I don't know. I don't think they really care about video games. Who knows?
1: Lost that battle.
2: Do yeah. do they do that thing where they go, I don't understand how you make money, but good for you? Basically, yes. like, yeah, like, I, it, I I had that for years. My early days of YouTube where grandparents were like, so how do you make money online? And I'm like, someone figured it out. I don't know. I still get a paycheck, so... <laughs> like they're making money they're like yeah but i understand how I'm like i don't know that's not advertising my job. is the I, answer
1: right it's advertising is how i mean that that's we make money i
2: would say that and then they go but why would you advertise online i'm like dear they live through the depression so they don't uh, understand what's mm. going on like it's like it's like a newspaper on the internet except it's tailored to you and what you want to watch it knows you better than you know yourself mm. and they it was just right over their head. So at some point you just go, it's porn. I just work on porn.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they go, oh, oh, great. My grandma yeah. thinks they make video games. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been one. able to explain the difference. I'll be like, no, like I review them like a no. movie. Like it's like you watch the movie and then you write mm-hmm. about the movie and she's like, oh, wow, make you make cool. the movie. Got it. Nope. No, still not, not know. Movie. no, but I guess she doesn't understand the idea that content would exist that surround video games unless it is the creation of the video games themselves is the part that she doesn't get, but she doesn't I had, mind. I
2: had, a, I had an uncle email me and say, uh, are you still reviewing video games? I, I did that twice in my life, <laughs> it's, I, and those videos don't exist anymore because Machinima is not around. Yeah. So there's no proof that I gave Bioshock Infinite a 10 out of 10 because I was too afraid to give it anything less.
1: You gave wow. Bioshock Infinite a 10 out of 10?
2: That was... I want to say maybe the first or second game I ever reviewed. I also, I was not a reviewer. I was just yeah. like, I just love video games. And like Hey, do you want to play Bioshock early? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> and then they said, um, well, you have to play it by yourself and you can't talk to anyone about it. And then you need to write a review. And I remember getting to the end of that game and being like, I had to call Jess over into the office and be like, can you watch this ending with me? I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> and then she was like, I think it's emotional. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. I'm very, but I enjoyed <laughs> the ride. So Ten out of ten, I guess. I don't know. And then everyone's <laughs> like, "This is why you're wrong." And I'm like, "I guess." I, I, I mean, you. Game reviews in a f- nutshell, man. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I was gonna say you, you know that pain all too well, where you're like,
1: never get having a
2: ten. Well, I'm just saying though, like I know you've talked about like Mass Effect and stuff and Andromeda where it's like I have an early opinion about something, but yeah. everyone else has already made up their mind on this thing. So, should I not have an opinion? It's I, don't, I don't. Very know complicated
1: what to do. part of uh, games media that really sucked. That I was glad to like leave when I left IGN was you feel like people are yelling at you about wanting the truth, but when you give them the truth, they don't actually want it. Um, like I I before No Man's Sky came out, I'll like never forget this. I was like very much like, I don't think there's gonna be any content. I think this is gonna be really disappointing. And you can still see the comments publicly on that video where people are like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about. She's so wrong. She doesn't deserve to work at IGN. This is gonna be so embarrassing when the game comes out came mm-hmm. out everyone was really fucking disappointed <laughs> it was yeah. like but they didn't want to hear it because the marketing will always be more powerful than just yeah. someone in games media's opinion so it's like i'm always going to be honest that's what i'm going to do because what's the point in mm-hmm. even continuing to do anything if you change your morals every step of the way it just doesn't make any sense but people certainly in, in games media get very 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 mad if you go against what they think is true while also yelling at you about how you're biased when the reality is they are
2: yeah, yeah. There, it gets no- complicated yeah you, you, you can't be Nostradamus on every single game, which is the sort of frustrating thing, but then I, I always thought it was like, well, give the game the benefit of the doubt because that you don't have the final product, Wait till the final product, and then have an opinion, and even then that's kind of tough because the game's not always done, like No Man's Sky.:
1: Yeah, Awesome City is a really good example of that, but that's also complicated because like part of your, like my job when I was you know a journalist you know, study journalism was that I trained in marketing so that I knew how to cut through marketing. Like part of it was literally, they were literally trying to train us to understand marketing techniques so that we as journalists could provide a service to the public that the public doesn't necessarily look for is the idea that, you know, I should be able to assess something before it's actually out to tell people if it's a good purchasing decision. But then it like slowly like became a reality that that shit just doesn't matter. That like where video games are concerned, people don't seem to take them seriously There are loads of studies that show that reviews don't actually affect sales. Like, review scores do not directly correlate to a higher or a lower uh, score. Uh, There are things that conflict that, like studies in either direction. But there was a GDC talk that I went to where they were like, you know, this game got a 7 and this game got an 8 and they sold exactly the same. Like, it's pretty uh, extensive with how they were comparing Metacritic to actual sales stats. And it seems like no matter what review score The Last of Us Part 2 got, it was going to sell super well. It just didn't matter. You can't compete with Sony's marketing machine. You're like... At a certain mm-hmm. point, if public doesn't care, I'm just gonna have fun talking about them for fun and not do it professionally. What's that face, John? Why why are you pull no, that face listen, I'm interested.
0: <laughs> you said GDC and my ears perked up.
1: Yeah, remember you know those GDC, GDC plans we had, John? We had a yeah. hotel booked together.
0: We had a we were hotel hang booked. Out. Well it
1: was an Airbnb, but yeah. Yeah. It was some Bunked dude's beds. living room. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like two beds in like a weird looking it didn't look great, but it was cheap. And we were going yeah. to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. GDC, was always,
2: I, I, GDC was probably maybe my favorite convention, because it's the most pure. Yeah, that. well, because they're just...
1: not trying to sell things to you. They're trying to sell things to people who are smarter than you, which is the best thing about it. It's like, you're trying to sell things to people who make things. I'm just here <laughs> like, whoa. But what they're not the... trying to make me buy Call of Duty. They're trying to be like, here's how Connect works when you attach it to a VR game that works with this particular simulation. And I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, dude.
2: Yeah, game design, interesting, yeah. instead of just all marketing and hype and trailers and bye-bye-bye. I, I learned cool.
0: so much at GDC and have forgotten almost all of it in the past year, but... <laughs> <laughs> it
1: happens. You uh, still have aspirations to maybe make video games someday, John?
0: Someday. Uh, I've I've kind of transitioned to focusing on just making uh, anything. Yeah, uh, because no, I video, get that. Like video games, I mean I think you you guys know that I I explore many mediums and it's more the exploration of mediums and learning new methods within those mediums is what I enjoy the most um, fans. and so <laughs> video games for me, I feel like are an amalgam of almost all of my interests like I make music, I draw, I like programming so and I like storytelling so that is. It seems like I would enjoy making a video game. Um, but yeah, I also just like goofing. That's something that's also mm-hmm. happened in my life where even when I try to be serious, people laugh at me. So, <laughs> so it's like maybe I, think, I should I think just the, embrace goofing.
2: I think is people think you're being a character. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I remember one time in high school we did uh Twenty-four hour or forty-eight hour film festival or whatever—it was something down in San Diego, where uh, students, groups of students in high school and college, they would all get the same script, and they'd have twenty-four or forty-eight hours to make make this short film. That's cool. We'd get it on Friday afternoon, and then on Sunday afternoon, we'd watch all of them, and people would vote. It was really yeah. cool, uh, but. I played one of the characters in it and I took it seriously. I was acting serious. And then at the screening, people were like belly
2: laughing (laughs) at my performance. Oh, buddy. I, I I know, I know the feeling. So in college, I only went to college for community college for two years. I took an acting class because I wanted to get into movie making and I wanted to understand how actors thought. I didn't have any aspirations of actually being an actor and everyone got serious scripts and the teacher looked just looked at my face and went, You get the comedy. And <laughs> wow. yeah, I didn't Amazing. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to be serious. So yeah. Sometimes you get typecast, John. That's just how it yep. goes. I always you're
0: funny you're a funny guy guy. the cool hot guy.
2: I know. Mm. But that's the thing, is like one day you're gonna have your your serious actor moment. Like I feel like every comedian goes through that. That's yeah, annoying. when
1: you hit puberty, it'll be huge. For you. <laughs> Any minute now, bud.
2: <laughs> what a sick burn!
1: <laughs>
0: my balls will drop. I believe in a. you.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any minute okay. now. Just like, look, those, just like those. Just like those... the top of your head. I was gonna make a reference to Otz and crafts that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, you guys killed uh, it. That was a super it. fun video. That was a very yeah. fun time. Um, I felt
0: insulted, but yes, okay. you made my rocks stuff, out.
1: Lana. I just painted. You, I literally just painted some rocks. But like, I did have a good time. Did it great. well? Yeah. Well, I like painting, so I was like, yeah. I got to paint on, on workout. Okay, yeah, out? great.
0: Yeah,
2: I did awesome. throw them I, out. I just super glued a bunch of beads together. <laughs> you did,
1: <So>. yeah. <laughs> you did. I did. Yeah.
0: I didn't uh, watch the entirety of the BTS. Did she include the part where I chucked them into the trash can? Did anyone see that?
1: Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> I just. No. No, I did watch it all. Clip.
0: Where I set up my trash can and I put all of the bead stuff, all of the supplies in like a Ziploc. And I just like yeeted it at the trash can. So it's just a shot of the trash can sitting there. And then from the side, the bag shoots in and like hits the trash
1: can and the trash can top (laughs) spins. I thought it was I mean, it's possible I forgot that, but I don't don't think that was included. Yeah, it was super fun content. No, devastating. I enjoyed it. Yeah.
2: I I feel like that's, that's one not to always harp about, you know, we're in quarantine end of the world. Yeah. yeah," But like, I think a a fun goal in this whole thing is to come out creating something, right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, I mean, like, I I think, you know, both of the things like you're talking about John and like trying to be creative. I I thought about this the other day. I I went, I drove back in my, uh, my own small town. Um, there's an old, uh, creative writing teacher I had out there and I need to, I want to see if he's still there he, Mr. Williams was his name. And he, uh, he was one of the best teachers I ever had. And I, I want to thank him for this because he gave me this idea a long time ago where everyone wrote half a story and then handed it off to somebody else.
1: I love doing that. Ooh. It was
2: so much fun. And like, yeah, it,
1: that I think well, sometimes was, you do a page and then pass it off. I love doing that. It's so yeah, much fun. And,
2: and I think that opened up something in my brain where I went, Oh, I can read someone else's stuff and then expand upon it. And like, I love that idea so much. And like, I just, yeah, he, he's actually the teacher who got me into video editing, um, all hmm. this other stuff because I was reading 1984 and we have to do a project. And so I made the uh, five minutes of hate, but in PowerPoint, uh, Cool. that, w- that was a project. And I was like, I want to make this better. And he was like, you should try editing. And my mom was into Adobe premiere at the time, back in, you know, 1998 or 99 or whatever. And so I, like, for that long? It, it, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wait, Adam started. Wait, what's up?
0: I think we're getting a call from our sponsor. You all know that in Funhouse, I am the resident bear. So you know what that means? I love me some honey. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what? These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. It should be the only shopping you're doing. It's the safest. And that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. They're basically your BFF for online shopping. Here's how it works you get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks one, two. Then, when you're checking out from over any of their 30,000 supported sites, that's right, a 30,000, Honey pops up and all you gotta do is click Apply Coupons. You're gonna wait a few seconds, Honey's gonna go search that site. And boom, if it finds any working codes, it will apply the best one to your cart. Guess what? I've used Honey so many friggin' times, I don't even know how much money I've saved at this point. But I do know that they've saved over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. Are you kidding me? It's friggin' simple, okay? If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free. And it works with whatever browser you use, okay? You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash dude. That's joinhoney.com slash d-u-d-e-dude. You better use that slash dude so they know that we sent you, okay? Thank you, Honey, for sponsoring today's episode and for saving me all those bucks. Mmm, sweet like Honey.
2: No, yeah, I, I, I remember I, yeah, I started on Adobe Premiere because my mom was messing with it, and then... Um, my graduation gift from high school was a Mac so my mom could use Final Cut.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I'm sorry, what?
2: I got a Mac like a like a G4 QuickSilver. I don't know if you remember that one. It's, it's older than dirt.
1: You got that but, uh, like as a gift from the school?
2: No, my mom. My mom got me that as a graduation oh, gift. That, that makes was much my more sense. because got I was going it. to college and I was going yep. to video production and okay. then going tying it all back John to your story, um I was really into video games, but I was really interested in game capture before game capture was a thing. So I found a way to plug my Xbox into the video in cables on my camcorder and I would record Halo 2 gameplay.
1: No way. Cool. Yeah.
2: It was pretty, it was nuts. Uh, and I was like, it, it, it was just weird. I was teaching myself all these skills. And then when I went intern at G4, they were using all the same stuff, like stuff my mom had bought, like an, uh, an HD, not even HDV. It was just a, a mini DV deck. I don't remember, mm. remember the mini tapes. Remember those? <laughs> those were fun. Yep. That's how we used to do game capture back in the day. And then I just, it was, I, I sort of taught myself these skills for a job that didn't exist. And I didn't know would exist. Mm-hmm. And then I was just, I'm still doing that to this day. Like yeah. the way we do all of our production, and everything is very like, it's very scrappy. Uh, yeah. And I, I enjoy doing It
1: kind of is, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: think it, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I wasn't aware that you, you did this as well, but like when people ask, You know, I feel like we get the question a lot, like, how do I get a career, you know, like what you're doing? Uh, But similar to you, Adam, like, I never had to figure that out because ever since I was a kid, I was just doing all that stuff for fun. I'm the same. Yeah, like, I used to film with my grandma's camcorder. The long-winded answer. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I used to film with my grandma's camcorder, and then, uh, hook that up to the VCR and then do like record and stop recording. So, that and I would basically edit on my VCR by recording and stopping recording while playing back stuff that I'd shot on the camcorder. And I made a bunch of, you know, short films like that where I hmm. shot a bunch of raw footage on the camcorder and then I edited it linearly <laughs> on my VCR. And like, I was learning flash. Cool. I learned action script. Um, you know, I was, editing and premiering doing after effects so it was just a natural transition to doing it professionally um Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. like i i don't know how to tell it's just like you should already be doing the stuff that you want to have a career in
1: that is the answer right it's like just start creating but i'm the exact same where like if someone's like how did you get to where you are today my long-winded answer would be it started when i was two like Mm -hmm. from my whole life the two things that i've liked doing were playing video games and writing about video games And that's still what I'm spending a lot of time doing with Inside Gaming now is writing about video games. Obviously, less so at Funhouse, but I do really enjoy production. I like planning. But it was just like, literally, those were the two things that I liked more than anything was writing in video games. I was always going to end up doing that. So it's like I prepared my whole life to end up where Mm -hmm. I was. Whereas that's one thing that I think people get very confused about when it comes to like, how do I get a job in this industry? I'm like, well, why do you want one first? Because usually they're like, I like video games. I'm like, that's not quite enough. Like, what are your real world skills? Like if you like design, you could be a designer. You don't necessarily like want to just be a game reviewer or be, you know, someone making comedy let's plays just because you like video games. You got to pair whatever the real world skills you have, are with video games, which there are loads of things to do. Because obviously, there's you know, even website engineers for IGN, like there's they had tons of engineers who just happened to also like video games work at IGN, but it's because they like engineering and that's the thing that they did from when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you know it's just destiny, man. That's what I'm trying to say. you <laughs> has got destiny.
2: I found one of my, the oldest like things I I had saved in my Gmail, which, you know, is back from 2001 or whatever. Um, but it was a, you know, an old video I sent to myself. I made a halo Two pre machinima, whatever you want to call it. I actually called the video red versus blue. I don't know if I knew the series existed. Wow. Um, but I had, uh, I made, I made them, um, Photoshop cutouts like, um, Tim goes to the mayor if you remember that. And I just made them talk back and forth. It wasn't funny. It wasn't good. (laughs) Uh, but I remember I just found that and I was like, Oh, because I was going to try to start my own halo website. I was like, that will be a business. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that was a failure. I didn't know how to make a freaking website. Um, (laughs) and I was like, I'll make video content for it and I'll host it. It costs how much? Never mind. (laughs) So, but like, yeah, it's that sort of thing. It's like asking yourself that question. What do you want to do? It's like, would you do this anyway? If it paid or not? Of course,
1: a lot of people aren't so lucky. Like, you know, I feel like we're all very fortunate to have ended up that way. Like, I certainly... Yeah, yeah, I I certainly wouldn't have been able to get into games media when I did if I weren't living at home. Because my parents were willing to loan me money if I needed to fly to events because I live in a city that doesn't have video games, which is a thing people reach out to me about a lot. It's like, I made it happen and that I was Mm. flying to events in Sydney all the time in Australia. But that still required, like, me borrowing money from people... Uh, and me living at home cheaply. I mean, my parents made me pay rent, but it was still, if I didn't have that, if I, for any reason had to like leave home earlier, like a lot of people have to, I just wouldn't have stood a chance. So it's still certainly like not a thing everyone can do, but I don't know if you want to create stuff. My pitch is always just start creating it. What are you waiting for?
0: Yeah, I would, I, I mean, it's
2: easier it. more than ever these days. Yeah. yeah. At least at least at I got it's a, a lot job, more affordable. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I got oh, a go. job at Funhouse by living in a van or living in a truck up in Oakland. I don't know if
2: I've we needed we needed that truck John we really needed it
0: um so (laughs) (laughs) I was working as an assistant editor down here in LA uh in reality TV for years and it was just like you know I don't know anyone in LA I don't really have any ties here I'd rather if this is all I'm going to do I'd rather just move up to Oakland and live with my friends up there and so I moved up there with a little bit of savings which ran out ...fairly quickly while I was just applying to jobs over and over and over. Uh, And then I ran out of money and it was like, I already know I have this Cush assistant editing job down in Los Angeles. So I can go down there and do that and it's fine. But I can spend $300 to buy a trailer cover for my truck, buy a $100 Ikea bed, and live in my truck for a little bit longer... No and way! That's what I did. Um, and during that time, that was when I got my interview at Crunchyroll, uh, and where I met Scott uh, Bakula. <laughs> What's yes, his from? I forget uh, from what his last name is. Um, uh,
2: we don't have to give out full names. But oh yes, friend. I met a guy. Mutual friend Scott. Mutual
0: yeah. friend Scott. Um, and we connected talking about Rooster Teeth, and he's like, "Oh, I used to work with the guys at Funhouse." Um, and then that, although he wanted to hire me, it fell through. And so I moved back down to LA and I saw Funhouse was, uh, uh, hiring. And so I hit him up and I was like, Hey, can you give me a recommendation? That, and then I guess that what happened from,
2: was we, that, that all came from us going to that sonic party. Yeah. But, yeah. Cause
1: <laughs> hold up. Y'all we, went to a sonic party.
2: <laughs> so it was myself, James and Bruce went down to comic con, um, for some sales activation. I want to say this was, yeah, this was rooster teeth. Yeah. Funhouse. And we, I think we like, we drove down or we took the train or whatever, and we were supposed to go do something in the, like the Comic-Con main stage and we're waiting around all day. And then they, someone just came out and said, it's all canceled. It don't, you're not, ha- it's not happening anymore. Leave. And I guess what had happened was they were having these different people on YouTube interview actors and they had some YouTuber, um, say something very offensive to an actor who was openly gay. And he said something offensive and shut the whole thing down. And they're like, no oh more God. of this leave. And we're like, wait, oh, no. ruin it for everybody, buddy. Wow. But but they're basically like, you're free to go. And then we had heard there's the Sonic Mania party happening. Uh, I think like the kind of funny guys were there and we're just like, this sounds like such a shit show. Let's go. And they're handing out onion rings and, you know, did, chili Adam, dogs. Did
1: you, did you meet Sonic?
2: <gasps> did you meet him? Better. It? We met. The core fan base of Sonic the Hedgehog. <gasps> that is
1: better. Um,
2: but our mutual friend Scott was there, who we had worked with back at G4, and like he was, he was, um, I want to say, contracting for Country Roll, and we just hung out with him, and he was just like, "What a fucking shit show <laughs> all this is." And like Scott is like one of my favorite people in the world, and we were just just having a fun time hanging out and just sort of laughing at the madness of everything. And then he was like, "You want to come hang out on my boat?" We're like, excuse me. He's like, "Well, we couldn't get an Airbnb, so we're staying on a boat." But the people who own the boat are also on the boat, so we can drink beer on the boat if you want to hang out. That's cool. (laughs) So, so we hung out with Scott and like his producers and uh, boat bros. Well, the boat it was it was like a patent lawyer for Qualcomm, (laughs) and he was this dude like a ponytail and his Eastern European bride. And then at some point he was like, "You got to meet this guy John. He's really funny. I couldn't hire him, but he's he's super great." And like, if it wasn't for Sonic the Hedgehog, we would have never met John Smith. And that's how. That's how I always think. Sonic
1: really is at the heart of everything when it gets down mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, you know?
2: I think but so. Yeah. I, like well I said, I saw appreciate. a kid stand out of a wheelchair. I like it is. Sonic is our Jesus Christ. I swear yeah. to God that yeah, no. happened. It was real. Mean, so the, the,
0: the whole point of that is that even though we do have all these skills, it's also just kind of chance and happenstance and how sure. things happen. Like, if I'd gotten the job at Crunchyroll and if that had gone through, I probably wouldn't have been at Funhouse. Um, so, one of the really, first jobs
1: that I applied for in the games industry was like when I had started out writing. I think I was working on community radio and I had written for a few magazines, but uh, I was having trouble getting enough work to sustain myself, really. I was just not making enough money. So, I was still working a casual job. I think I might have even worked at a shoe store at the time. Um, so, because I was like, this is like very difficult and I'm failing ultimately. I uh, applied to do marketing at EA, and I was the there was one person chosen above me. So I got to the final round of interviews. They chose one person instead of me, and I always think that that's the best thing that ever happened to me. It was like I could have ended up working in marketing at EA. Oh no! Like, and that girl stayed there for like six years too. It was a really well, long time. And I was like, oh, thank wow. God I did. I did not get that job. The reason I didn't get it was that they thought that I was. Uh, ultimately not stubborn enough they were like we didn't think that you would have opinions of your own and that you would just do what we told you to and i was like mm, oh. interesting mm, okay oh. o- but okay that's fine I was upset i didn't get that job now i'm like thank fucking god yeah you know what
0: i like Shit. to thank god for our next sponsor hey lean in real quick Ooh, that's some fresh breath you got there but When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? Well, with Quip's new Smart Electric Toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks, like free products, gift cards, and more. Not just a fresh breath. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard us talk about Quip a million times, James has talked about him, Elise has talked about him, but guess what? Now I'm talking about him. This is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth. That's right, you personally and your mouth separately. Mmm, says my mouth. The Quip smart brush for both kids and adults connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how well you brush your teeth, get tips and coaching to improve your habits. That's right. If you track it, it will grow. That is a philosophy of the lean startup, and it works. You earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like
2: streaks. Then you redeem those
0: rewards for gift cards, products, discounts, and other stuff from Quip and partners. Beyond that brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete Routine. That's right. We got mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth. We got floss that expands to clean and comes in a refillable dispenser to reduce waste. That's right. Eco friendly floss dispenser. Solar battery charger. Say what? That's right. It powers your quip with the sun, just like Superman. And they got a refresh brag. Bring your good oral care habits. Everywhere you go plus you can get your brush head toothpaste and floss refills delivered to you for five Dollars and shipping is free. How smart is that? Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth toothbrushes Bluetooth, Bluetooth booth brothers? Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart brush for just $45 Start earning rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash dude right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com dude. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash dude. Quip! Better oral health made simple and rewarding. Thank you, Quip! It's it's been a wild and crazy ride to where we've got. I, mean, I feel like that's it. That's what it is for everybody, despite what life you have. There's have been weird curveballs and you know well, shitty times time. and good times and you know each life is. We're like snowflakes.
1: Each life is what like snowflakes. He says, "Old <laughs> philosopher out here." I
2: have that written on a wall somewhere. Each well, life it's, is it's in we're blood like snowflakes. And seagull matter, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, oh, yeah. it's totally you're, true.
2: You're you're right, John. That's ultimately there is no path for yeah. anyone, or at least you don't you don't want to follow someone else's path because that path has already been laid out. You want to make your own, blaze your own trail, and yeah. everyone's life's going to be different. So it's true. I guess just be ready for that and let be
0: like just water, handle man. life when, Take some drink chances water. sometimes. Drink water. Not
1: not like constantly. Uh, I mean, I took a huge risks. risk moving yeah. to the U.S. to work at IGN. It was like a sixty thousand dollar pay cut. Everyone would think it was an increase, but no, I was a $60,000 pay cut to move to a city where I didn't know anyone, and I had no family, and uh, it was one of the most expensive cities in the world. Like, a lot of smarter, or not necessarily smarter, but like more uh, people who are more in tune with self-preservation would have told me not to do that. Be Mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't you just stay in Australia and save money and be with everyone you know and continue to be comfortable? But I was like, yeah, but comfortable is boring. I'm what I'm doing now is easy. And I was working on Australian television and that job was great. And I really enjoyed it, but it was ultimately like just easy. Like I felt like I had done it uh, and had been doing it for a long time. And I was like, what if I just flip my whole world upside down? What if I just did that? So part of my plan there was I want to work at IGN in San Francisco. So I was also studying part-time while I was working on TV. I was studying journalism, majoring in mass communication. No, other way around. Bachelor of Mass Communication, majoring in journalism and entertainment, and I just made sure that my grades were good enough that I could transfer to the U.S. for a semester, so that I could then meet people in the U.S. games industry, which is what I did, and then applied for a job at IGN while I was there. Went home to finish studying, and then moved as soon as that was done. So it was like this long, very long-winded plan that I was very poor for a long time. That took a lot of work, but was that—that's the thing. Is like uh, if you—if you're comfortable, I think you're kind of robbing yourself in a lot of cases mm-hmm. of doing cool good. stuff yeah. yeah i mean if that's what happened to me at
0: assistant editing was you know i got paid well i had low rent so i was making money i was saving money and i just got stuck there for years because it was like what am i like why would i change this it's so mm-hmm. easy but it was just so unfulfilling
1: yeah yeah not being challenged sucks Back to the thing but that started hey, I mean, this whole topic, though, John. It was like, well, we, we, we're supposed to be started by how we started playing video games.
2: Yeah. How, well, I, I How did you get in cyberpunk? If,
0: <laughs> you know, you don't have to uh, be challenged in, like, your work. Like, you don't have to constantly do that. You can challenge yourself outside personally, of that. Yeah. yeah, personally. So, like, don't think that if you have a cush job, you know, we think less of you. That's not the case.
1: No, no. I definitely hmm. think you need to challenge yourself as a human and grow and learn and stuff. But, yeah, it doesn't have to be professionally, just in some facet of your life. Um, You know, that's how you you grow as a person. Um, So, yeah, what I
0: was thinking, the way we could kind of wrap this up, we only have, like, what, eight to ten more minutes. um, Roughly, is Maybe just talk about, you know, not your favorite game, but a game that kind of impacted you in your youth. For me, it was Cave Story. I think when I was, like, a sophomore, I was Googling... Free games to play or something like that, and I found a list that listed uh, Cave Story, which at the time was just an indie game in Japan, and someone did made an English translation of it, uh, and it was free to download on the internet. I mean, you know, I'm not familiar with it. I'm gonna look up
1: Cave Story.
0: Um, and I downloaded it, and it was so funny and so fun. uh, It's a Metroidvania
1: platform adventure. That sounds exactly like my jam
0: cave story Indeed, Plus is out now like there have been so many releases of it since like nautilus or something is now in charge of publishing it uh mm-hmm. there's cave story plus where they improved the graphics and it's just solid movement like wonderful platforming and the combat is great there's this si- it's a really unique system where your guns have three levels and every time you get hit you lose xp so like as long as you don't get hit, you maintain, like, level three weapons. But as soon as you get hit, it goes down and then you're at a disadvantage. It's really cool. And the story is so funny. The writing is incredible. And it was all made by one dude. He made the music. He did everything. And that's really what kind of, like, thinking about that was, was like, I could, I could do this. Um, and I haven't yet, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you should. I feel like you should go make yourself a little indie game when you spare time. That'd be dope. I feel
0: like the only way I could do that is if I moved back in with my parents or something. Like, I could only True. make a game by myself if I was living in a rent-free situation.
1: Well, you don't think you ha- you could do it in your spare time? Like, I know that would take years, but, snap! So. I mean, like, you're, you're
2: streaming now. Why don't you stream yourself making the game?
0: Because most of me doing game development is just watching tutorials on YouTube, so... True. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> But what I have a think? friend who uh, released a game It took, what, maybe like five years to make while he was working full-time called Wildfire. Um, he mm. was an editor at GameSpot and now the editor of Sneaky Bastards, I believe, which is a stealth um, video game uh, outlet. And he made Wildfire in RPG Maker, I think. It took a really mm. long time, came out, and people seemed to really enjoy it. And he was like, damn. And, and when Dan started, he had absolutely no idea how to make a video game. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goddamn done, went and made one. Nice. And it's functional. I always Crazy forget
2: uh, Greg Savin from Supergiant started at GameSpot. No it's right. like I, used to, I watched his uh, Oblivion review years ago. Wow. Is GameSpot game the uh,
0: second city of game
1: devs? Maybe. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't
2: know. But he, <laughs> he, he got a few people together and they started Supergiant, and they've made some of the best video games in the last 10 years. Like,
1: consistently is. incredible.
2: Yeah, awesome. I, I am a fan for life. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Hades is getting a lot of love right now, too. Yeah, it feels well like deserved. it's...
1: Like, I know Bastion was really popular, but I feel like Hades maybe has surpassed Bastion. I don't know, because Bastion had the mm-hmm. advantage of being on uh, Summer Arcade or Winter of Arcade. So it was also, like, pushed as one of those first, like, Xbox Live event games and their first, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the arcade event which again I'm pretty sure was Winter of Arcade in Australia but Summer of Arcade <laughs> yeah. uh, So it, it like summer, had, a, yeah. had a push On you know the Xbox Live front Page which was unique at that point in time Before stuff like Gold or PS Plus those mm-hmm. things existed So that, that had a huge push and people loved it But I feel like like Hades Is taken off in a different way It's not like a, this is unique and cool and pretty And is here and I like the narration It's like Hades rules I really I check like it. Hades out I it's wasn't dope. a super big
0: fan of the music one where you dash around with a Transistor? Sword. Yeah, Transistor. Uh, I've, been told, I liked I've Bastion. been told
2: Transistor gets... You have to get, I, got, I couldn't get over the UI. It's it got was, a lot of
1: learning. My least favorite of their yeah. games is actually Pyre, but yeah. uh, I still like it. The basketball that's one. Yeah, I didn't Haze. like yeah. it so much. I'm going to check Hayes. good stuff. I heard, heard
2: it had a good story. I, I do need to play Pyre. I, I, for some reason, I was like, this would be the perfect game to play on a Switch and it's never going to come to Switch. So. It's just Pyre? Yeah, they, they did a, I, I think talked to this on the podcast last week, but they did an AMA and they said pyre specifically, they would have to, like, it doesn't make sense for them to port it because it's just a jumble of code mm. to do it. And when they made Hades, they made it with other platforms in mind. They didn't do that with pyre.
1: Interesting. So, that makes you know, sense. They're pretty transparent about it. I, I like that. Yeah.
0: But. Hey, Adam, what, ch- what game changed your life forever?
2: I mean, literally Halo. <laughs> Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I got a job because of Halo. It was uh, I was doing game capture for I uh, I don't know if they're in business anymore, but a place across the street from G four called Channel M. Tina Wood got me the job there, and then they one of the guys working there, who, funny enough, is he was the brother of the voice actor who does a voice for like one of the Transformers. Uh, he's also the voice of Wacko, I think, on uh, Animaniacs. Uh, but yeah, cool. it's like the brother of a famous voice actor worked in this small studio. And he forwarded me an email. and goes, "Hey, this place called Machinima is looking for people who know how to play Halo Two and World of Warcraft." And I was like, "I know one of them, so it like I'm I'm here because of a game Bungie made." So nice. It's crazy. It's weird. It's true. I mean, I mean, also this this platform we are currently on yeah <laughs> exists because of Red versus Blue. And yeah,
1: that's a that's a good point. Halo's done a lot for a, quite a number of us here. Mm-hmm. It's
2: kind of crazy when you think about it that a game. A, a property created jobs that are outside of the actual video game. It's yeah. You know, it is crazy to think. But, I was yeah.
1: playing a uh, master chief collection on my Android phone uh, last night <laughs> with
2: X-Cloud. my gosh.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it mm-hmm. just works hey. and yeah. is so, I don't like that controller so much for Halo specifically. Great. I was using the elite yeah. with like the connector the thing, attachment. but it's, yeah. Yeah. Which it's just wild because I was like, Because, like, this is not how I want to play Halo. Like, when I want to play Halo right now, I'm playing it ultra-wide. It's beautiful. I've been playing through Mm -hmm. Reach. I'm, like, so happy to play that on my PC. But then when I started playing it so that I could test it, I didn't want to stop. I was like, I need to stop playing Halo. Why am I still doing this? Like, it actually feels really good. I had to change the sensitivity significantly for some reason Mm -hmm. in that setup. I don't really know why that happened. And sure, there are, like, some stutters, but mostly You can do video
2: out of an Android phone. Mm Mm-hmm and do that to a TV, th- that, that idea to me is so hmm. madness that it's like, this is kind of an underrated feature of the next generation is that you can take your Xbox with you on your phone. <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's nuts. And the fact that it had my safe yeah. progress, I was just like, this is, uh, the cloud. Uh, and I know that this is going to be a thing that like, I'm glad we're talking about this here. Cause even in five years, this is going to be dated we'll be like, no, oh, look mm-hmm. how novel they found it. And it'll just be like completely normal. But yeah, man, well, it that's... works so well. That's why
0: I wish that all these, uh, you know, publishers weren't trying to destroy GeForce now because it's basically that without a subscription model. Because all the, you know, Stadia, all these things, it's like, you don't own the games. You just subscribe to them. Whereas Mm -hmm. GeForce now is you're just getting access to a supercomputer and you log in on your Steam account. So it's like Mm -hmm. you you own the games and all you're doing is just getting access to a fast computer. And I feel like that model could really take off like XCloud. Uh, if it's, if it's stuff you own yeah. and it's, you, you're just getting access to it remotely. That makes mm-hmm. so much more sense. And, you know, sure. There's all the things about people's internet connections and everything like that, that needs to catch up. But of course, In terms of being just being able to remotely play things that you own i think that concept is going to take off maybe not in the united states because isps are going to die before they you know improve speeds it's a good point Uh, yeah like but everywhere else every other western country has like crazy speeds for affordable prices Uh, not
1: australia not no. Australia. Well, we ain't got shit. You can't you even have X Cloud count. in Australia. You don't count. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, we are well, technically counted as part of Asia in a lot of that's, like regional mappings. That's why... Well, don't you... Uh,
2: the, Australia gets all its internet from Japan, right? There's a giant cable going underwater. Pretty it much. And it's I, like a
1: four-hour flight.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy. and there's a bridge uh, longer the than Napa, But the <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need yeah. Starlink. We need those satellites. And then they... I don't know. I... One day, one. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. you're right, John. In five years, fingers crossed, internet is more. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not so much a utility. It's just a, it, it's like water. It's just it's always there and it always works. We need more internet. We need all the internet. I mean, we the, need more than ever.
0: The more dependent you know society becomes on the internet, the more it becomes a utility. Like so many so many aspects of business across all industries are now completely dependent on the internet. Uh, so it's, a whole, it's like our whole <laughs> yeah. jobs. It's like our whole. But I thing. Mean, yeah, like accounting, everything like that is all done digitally, on True. servers. Uh,
2: we could do so. this job from Thailand, is what you're saying, and yeah. I can live in your truck.
1: If my That's download just, speeds were faster, I would have gone home to Australia for this period of time mm-hmm. and just worked for Funhouse from home. But our download, it would someone would be like, "Hey, Alana do you want to play this tomorrow?" And I'd be like, "Give me two days." <laughs> It's not good. That's, I,
0: I think want... that's the funniest thing. If you watch The Apartment uh, with Jack Lemon, it's literally, they own floors and floors with just rows and rows of desks, and everyone is just processing paperwork. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had buildings dedicated to people just going file by file, processing all of the information. Mm. Still no kind of crazy shit. Yeah.
2: But I just, I love that sentence, Alana, because I want you to go back in time and explain that to, like, a pioneer and go, I would fly back to this country in the middle of the ocean, but this magic that flies through the air doesn't work so good.
1: Oh, can't get the internet magic to work. I mean, it does work in parts of Australia. Like, there are parts of Australia that have really fast internet, but none of them are near my family. So, what would be the point of going home? Like, sure, I love Australia, but then I would have to pay double rent to just be isolated in Australia. <laughs> like, I don't know that... That's the ideal. But yeah, it's such a bummer. Yeah. Like I, I could have, you know, not been isolating alone. I could have been isolating with my family. That would have been awesome. But uh, Bring,
2: brings up a lot of interesting questions about where video, people okay. can live and work. Doesn't yeah. maybe it doesn't have to be Australia, but it could be something similar like Montana. Yeah,
1: similar, mm-hmm. but it's remote. Make everything but I mean, cheaper. That's for sure.
2: California expensive. California's really expensive. expensive. All right. Well, we're all well, I want to thank y'all. Anyway, my for, uh, game is Ocarina of
1: Time. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> I
0: thought it was the PlayStation White Toy. Um, I don't
2: know why I said
0: it like that. The O oint- Toy. Oh, I love the it's a PlayStation yeah. Um Ocarina of Time, yeah, that makes sense. I hear that.
1: There uh, were plenty of games that I loved before that and it wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. game as a kid, but it's the one that, to say this very shortly, like expanded my mind where video games are concerned, that I was like, they could do this? What? Yeah. And I feel like I was like in it forever when I yeah. finished Ocarina of Time. Power? I feel like Final we Fantasy, run, Fantasy 7 run. was
0: kind of like that for me too where yeah. it was like you can m- tell stories with depth in a video game.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, the first one yeah. on PS1. You're mm-hmm. we like, "What what are those what's that noise coming out of his mouth?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's talking. Weird. And acting and emoting. Amazing. Awesome. What the so. so cool. Um,
0: thank y'all so much.
2: Thank for you. uh yeah, thanks for having us, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think this was a fun, you know, kind of a different kind of dude soup—just chilling, chatting, and learning about each other's pasts.
1: I have a, a fun time picking a headline for this one, John. Oh yeah, it's gonna Ooh, be fun. Yeah. Any ideas? Lana
2: in cyberpunk? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably do
1: that. You could. Yeah, I'm in cyberpunk. Just, you can just ship it. I keep <laughs> fine. I keep
2: looking at your chair. That's why it's reminding yeah. me that it's coming soon.
1: I know. It's a. It's you like know. a just over a month away and I'm very excited oh wow there's
2: new consoles coming out there's a new there's a remake of Demon's Souls there's Cyberpunk. I'm excited what? about that too. Ghost
0: Runner's one month away doesn't it come out October 28th or something I'm really excited that sounds right I'm so yeah excited. it's like one of the only games I've pre-ordered ever so no Man. way yeah that's dope I don't support pre-order. yeah good
1: stuff
2: <laughs> I, I kind of don't do more of so Devil May Cry 2 wow yeah I love the first game so much and then I huh. bought that second one and went no <laughs> that's this isn't right
1: yeah you just They'll kill everything you. with
2: the guns <laughs> dang it I thought wall running was gonna be cooler and it wasn't yeah. sorry I'm rambling sorry John
0: alright yes let us bye everyone <laughs>
2: bye <laughs>